Welcome to episode 200 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. So we did it. We hit. We hit the big two. The big two hundo. And we got a suitably awesome guest, Josh Williams. Very excited for this episode. 200 is a lot of episodes. Yeah. It's been like two and a half years. Y'all should tweet at us and let us know what your hit percentage is on listening to those hit rate (laughs) yeah if you're over 50 percent, i'm proud of you if you're over 80 percent, i'm sorry for i look up yeah yeah okay i was gonna say i look up to you but maybe not uh you don't look up to anyone you're too tall if you've listened to all 200 episodes you should tweet at us so we can i don't know like your tweet or something (laughs) something that will feel really good for all those hours you thanks for those 200 hours guys you aren't getting those back uh, this was a fun episode, but before we get into it with Mr. Williams, we have a couple sponsors. Our first sponsor is Fuse. We've been talking about them for a few weeks now. They're awesome. They're making this cool platform for designing and building apps like for real. And they've got some big updates. First things first, they're out of beta. They've launched version 1.0. And along with that came a new product called Fuse Studio, which is a premium editor and workspace so you can manage and work with your Fuse projects. Uh, That's included on their professional plan, but it's an incredibly powerful tool to build real native apps. And that's one of the other new things is they have this professional plan now, and that's the Fuse Built UI kit, which they call the UX kit because it contains animation and navigation, premium charting, so just easy to use charts, and camera components that you draw on and add stickers to a live camera feed. So that's like a lot of intense stuff. If you haven't heard of Fuse before, though, let's back up. What is Fuse? Stop prototyping, just build a thing. It's like you do all the design work, you do all the engineering work in one place, like across your team, everyone's working in the same same space. Yep, they've made a cross-platform component-based UI engine, uh, essentially letting you and your team, designers and engineers, work collaboratively in real time. Uh, from a design perspective, it lets you actually build apps that compile down to real apps. So instead of learning like prototyping Swift, tools... Objective-C, yeah. Java, like you, for real, real. Yeah, so instead of spending all your time learning a prototyping tool, instead you could spend your time learning how to build a real app. Uh, they have an awesome markup that helps you compose views, link them together with animations and transitions, and all the changes that you make are updated in real time so that an engineer you're working with and the rest of your team can see all the changes, see what's new, and keep everyone in sync. So this new pro plan and the studio alongside it, they make a point to mention in, in this read that most people don't need the paid plan. That's not for everyone because the Fuse platform itself, which is the free plan, stands firmly on its own two feet. It's got this .ux file type that has this nice syntax that lets you write component-based UI. Uh, And then the pro plan is meant for teams and people who have steady income from their businesses. So if budget's an issue or you just want to experiment and play around with it, you can try the free version of Fuse at fusetools.com. If you go to fusetools.com slash plans, you can use the promo code design details. That'll actually get you 50% off the professional plan for a year which is pretty rad if, if you, you want to try it, it before July 31st. Yeah. If you want to try that, uh, otherwise just try the free version. They have all the documentation on their website, tons of examples. They just redid their website as they came out of beta. It's beautiful, explains everything that's going on and they make it really easy to, to build cool shit. Can I say shit in a read? Sure, why not? Thank you once again to Fuse. We have a second sponsor. <gasps> this is a weird one. Long time listener, first time caller. Couple guests. Figma. Hey, Bryn, what t-shirt are you wearing right now? One of my like six Figma t-shirts, but unrelated. Uh, They actually want to hire you to do my job, my old job, the job I no longer have. 
if if you haven't been listening to the last few episodes, Brian and I both left our jobs and started this new thing. And so now they need someone to take the designer advocate role that I was filling. And Lord knows anybody can do it better than Bryn. Uh, if you haven't heard of Figma, it's an interface design tool. Uh, it's based in the browser. It lets teams design, present, and get feedback and collaborate all in one place in real time. It's pretty amazing technology, uh, amazing tool for designers that makes you work faster with your team better. It is the only design tool I work in. It's been fantastic for building all of our icon work and illustrations and UI. And I, I built a big chunk of the Facebook UI kit in this designer advocate role. I built a big chunk of the Facebook UI kit and most of it was done in Figma. Like all the icons were done in Figma. Figma's like if your design tool was approaching knowledge of what you were designing. Like it's on the web, it's real time, it's on all your devices, it's faster, it works on the internet by default. I don't carry a laptop anymore because I have everything in Dropbox paper or in Figma. Works on your phone, there's great mirror apps, which you don't have to be on the same network for. I mean, there's a lot of things that make me really happy about Figma, but well, one of them is the incredible team. They've been growing like crazy and you should go work with them because they're the best people I've ever worked with. And that includes Brian. (gasps) And I mean that. So they're actually they're better hiring. than Brian. Oh, oh, well, that's not a hard bar to hit. They're hiring two designers, uh, one a designer advocate, and they're also hiring a content writer focused on design trends and writing tutorials, content to help people understand what Figma is capable of doing. They've been really bulking up on the amount of content they're trying to produce to support users more meaningfully. So this tutorial work is stuff I was working on before, but I mean, it's just, it takes so much bandwidth to get good work done. Yeah. So what are some examples? You did the... Uh, There's YouTube pic- tutorials. You did YouTube tutorials. You did Pixel Pong. I wrote the documentation. Uh, I did Pixel Pong. I did Iconic, which is a video series with Ryan Putnam and... Meg Robichaux. Meg Robichaux. And we filmed one with Rasmus. If you take this <laughs> job, you might see that one. <laughs> so you get some behind the scenes uh, work that, that Bryn left. I also got to work with Raji and make awesome pins for our Pixel Pong players. So it was pretty amazing. Basically, every day that I'd be like, hey, Bryn, how's work? He'd just rattle off a list of 10 awesome designers in the community that he got to work with and talk to and learn how they're using the tool and help them understand the tool. Uh, such an awesome role. It's a really fun job. It's in a really amazing company. It's a really fantastic group of people to work with. And I love their you, team. You should go do it. I love the Figma team. We've had lots of great lunches there. They have a beautiful office in San Francisco. Uh I just can't say enough nice things. And I, having worked there for eight <laughs> months, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Okay. Go to figma.com slash careers. Check out these positions. Apply for them because this group of people is fantastic. You should work with them and it's a really cool role. And even it's if you're not neat. looking for a job, use Figma. Try it out. Figma.com. Okay. Final announcement before we get into the big episode 200. In just about two weeks, the Vectors Conference is happening here in San Francisco. That's June 15th. Uh, in San Francisco, California. If you got on the list, we're going to be there. If not, get on the waiting list. There's going to be watch parties on Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a conference that's coming soon during Design Week here in SF. It's put on by our good friend Gabe Voldivia. Uh, it's sold out, but they have a wait list. You should try and go. Get yourself on the wait list. That's at wearevectors.com. If you don't manage to make it or you're not in San Francisco, uh, we're going to be hosting watch parties. So you can follow uh, We Are Vectors. You can follow us. And we'll be tweeting out more information as the event comes closer. Again, that'll be on June 15th. And that's at wearevectors.com. And with that, let's get into episode 200 with Josh Williams.
Uh, so my name is Josh Williams. Um, I'm a designer. In a past life, I started a company called Goala. I spent some time at Facebook. I used to have a design consultancy called Firewheel. I lived in Texas. Now I live in Napa Valley. What do Good we trade. want to talk about? Good yeah, trade. Do, no, Texas was great. I love Texas. So uh, I love Austin. I, love, you know. I went to Austin for the first time like a couple months ago. Did you, never go for, been... did you go for South by? Yeah. It's also worth going back when it's not South by. Yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't ever planning to go except for I was invited to be on a panel there. Of course you were. And then I asked Keegan for uh, restaurant recommendations and that was like my whole thing. That was all I had. That's awesome. That was good. That's it's a good, good. place. Yeah. Keegan has great recommendations. Keegan has amazing recommendations. Noted That's for good. everyone. Annoy Keegan for recommendations. Hi, Keegan. <laughs> yeah, get your recommendations from Keegan. He he knows what's hot in Austin. Keegan Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you working on right now? Uh, let's see. I just um, I've been working on a, an email app called Astro. So mm-hmm. can we can we do it like commercials? Are we doing commercials? Uh, no, I'm not going to do. What's well, Astro? <laughs> uh, we'll we'll help you out. Sponsored yeah, yeah. by. So tell um, us what is Astro? No, no, Astro is just a you know when Mailbox shut down a couple years ago, there's mm-hmm. a void for you know rip. Um, yep. Yeah, we're sad. Uh, so one of the when I stepped back into freelancing, I I met the guys that were making this app called Astro, and mm-hmm. it's a really great email program. And so they were looking for someone to work with them on the design, and I stepped in and. I got into bang with him over the last year doing the Mac and the iOS app. And so I've been doing that. Um, it's cool. You should download it. Find Astro on Twitter. It's literally why I met you. Oh. Because you were using it. That's right. You were using, using Figma it, for yeah, it. Yeah, I was using Figma for it. Um, and then I've been doing some brand design work and working on some side projects of my own. And otherwise, I'm kind of Mr. Dad right now, too. Um my wife is in culinary school, so she's up really early in the morning. <laughs> and, and other times, you're just not a father. You're just absentee. Cool. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I, kids. I've got political and sports suites to do. Don't have time for this. So do not bother me. It, back, if we back up into the introductions, I'm, I'm a father of three kids. So I have two daughters and a son. They're 10, 7, and just turned four. And, you know, you hear like a lot about, not that we're, we're going to turn this into a parenting show now, but, you know, you hear like the default parent and that's typically like the mom who, you know, is the one that signs kids up for sports camps and makes their breakfast and all these things. Mm-hmm. And the dad's kind of the one that, you know, you know, shows up. And uh, we gratefully live in this day where we're learning about, you know, things like Lean In and Sheryl Sandberg is introducing us to, you know, being better people and being better dads and, and, um, uh, no, so I've gotten to experience some of that now. So now that's also like part of my life is um, uh, my wife has a, a, a much more intense schedule than even I do at this point. Yeah. And um, so I'm I'm now experiencing what it's like to be that guy um, who's making your kids breakfast. And it gives me a whole like different perspective on people who are the default parent. And How do you I, like it? Um, I'm still – I wouldn't say that I am the default parent. I'm just like the sub-in because yeah. – uh, but I'm learning a lot. Yeah. And I love it. It's fun, yeah, yeah. but it's like different. It's totally eye opening. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I do that as well. Um, so life is different for me now. What's been the most eye opening thing? Let's see. Um, you know, you work at a place like Facebook, and you're around like like people like Mark Zuckerberg, and you, you kind of have like, oh, there's Mark, and and you, a certain awe for you know working in a place like that. And our certain respect, but like the respect I have for my daughter's second grade teacher, like <laughs> if you show up late or, you know, you go on the wrong door to the classroom and she stares you down like, oh, you know, that's not the door you're supposed to pick your child up at. 
Um, you done goof, Josh. Yeah, that, that's a lot more for me. That's a Mark's lot, got that's nothing. A, that's on a lot more. That's teacher. a lot more intense than doing a design review with yeah. with um, with Marks. <laughs> oh, hmm. This is tough. Interesting. Um, no, it's 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 good though. You more stressed or less stressed? Much less stressed. Okay. There's a lot that's of good re- there's a lot of reasons for that, but yeah, I'm I'm trying to be not stressed right now. Well. Several of those things seem like high intensity, very schedule filling things, right? Like freelance work, mm-hmm. parenting. Those, those are pretty time intensive tasks. How do you balance that kind of stuff? How do you be not stressed? Like, I legit, mean, you, sa- you said you're not que- stressed. Like, so legit question. How do you I feel like you must have figured oh, out something? <laughs> um, there, there's probably several reasons for it. You know, one of the like practical reasons that if I was just saying, like, what was a thing that was adding stress to my life that's no longer there is I don't have a commute anymore. Mm. And I think that that was, you know. <laughs> that, they're with you. Yeah. So were you living in Napa when you worked at Facebook? No. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to no, say, that would no. be Four brutal. hours each way. That'd be awful. <laughs> no, I, I lived in Noe Valley. So I made the, okay. I made the, the shuttle, you know, commute, which mm-hmm. still on a bad day, though, can be like, you know, two to three hours all in. Yeah. And um, so that was you know, that can fill your day up real fast there. So just mm-hmm. like cutting out that and now, you know, my commute is effectively um, zero. Zero. I mean, it really <laughs> is. I, I, all of my kids go to schools within, you know, walking distance of where I live now, which is like super nice. Yeah. Um, That's pretty rad. Yeah. Not unexpected. You know, again, um, we're up there because my, my wife, Rachel's in culinary school. And so yeah. it was just kind of accidental that all the other details fell into place. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, this is so nice. Especially all three kids. Like that's three different kinds of schools, right? That's right. Middle, elementary. Yeah, yeah like a preschool. Pre, yeah. yeah. So they're all like. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. So different different world. Um, yeah, I think I, if I had to reflect, I would probably put way more weight on like proximity to where I spend most of my time these Absolutely. days, mm-hmm. which means not having a commute has mm-hmm. increased my quality of life quite That's a bit. That's right. See, I've, I've never had that long of a commute. I think my longest one was, I mean, I, I had a motorcycle, which made it really easy mm-hmm. to like lane split here in California. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at like maybe 15 minutes on a motorcycle. I broke my leg last mm-hmm. year and had to take a car. <laughs> that changed it from like 10 to 15 minutes to 40 minutes I every actually day. Find- and that was just... I couldn't handle it. Like it's also even just the mode of transportation. Like uh, I think Facebook made it somewhat comfortable compared comparatively to like. I was was gonna say, given the alternative, yes, car. Mm -hmm. That's next level. I used to drive drive two eighty n when I when I drive my own car, just because I was less stabby when I got to campus. (laughs) Even though it took like fifteen minutes longer, (laughs) (laughs) but I wanted to kill people less, so that was a a positive. Uh Yeah, that's right. It's that feeling of progress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a designer angst. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, much. I, I'm like much less stressed right now. But again, I think Napa probably helps a little bit with that. There's like sunshine <laughs> and, and yeah. warm and environment. It's great. I was just up it's, there. It's, it's pretty great. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Um, also part of it though, you know, I, I started um, my first design company like, man, like I was – 21, 22, and uh, hired a couple friends. And then those friends, you know, Keegan was one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, that team ended up becoming like the core team at Gowalla, which had, you know, there's money that was raised. 
And even though on like a technical level, there were like three different company bodies. It was like the same group of people. It was like Firewheel and then Gowalla was part yeah, of that? Yeah, Firewheel. And then we started a new company uh, and we, we built this game on Facebook called um, mm-hmm. Packrat, which is yes. like early Facebook platform. And then Gowalla was kind of um, the mm-hmm. next you know evolution of that. And then you go, you know, there's two and a half, three years of whirlwind there. And that was crazy. And it was a crazy time and you know, the world of mobile and, uh, and then you end up at Facebook and you spend a chunk of time there. And then I stepped out and I actually did another startup with, um, Adam Michaela. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, there's, that's, I don't know, 12, 14 years of my life, you know, that it had passed that it was all like fairly either like starting doing a business, like doing a startup, um, raising money for a startup, working at Facebook and then going back to another startup and you don't re- and then kids along that and you kind of don't realize those things start to yeah. um um you know pile up yeah and so toward the end it was it was pretty intense and um my my dad who had had cancer for a number, number of years his cancer returned while I was working on last guide and that ended up being a mess um I had to take some time to you know to be with him uh and his health and that was that was kind of like the last straw and you know he he was sick and ultimately you know passed away during that time which i don't want to like downer but it was it was really rough and mm-hmm. that was kind of the one thing it was like okay i i just need to so kind of hit the button and say okay I'm, I'm gonna tap out for a while and it had been a lot of my family it had been a lot of me and you know my journey at that point you look at was one of those like oh i started as a designer i kind of got it into it because yeah, my mom had even been a you know an illustrator you know in college. Um, my parents started a business. She had uh, she ran all the marketing for that. So I grew up like in a print shop, you know, where she was doing the brochures for my parents' business and breathing inks. And so I was kind of around that. And so becoming getting into it from design from a graphic design background was my first love. Um, but ultimately, that had you know progressed from I'm doing graphic design to I'm doing you know, design for the web to design for interfaces. And now I have a studio and bunches of people doing this. And now we've got a startup and it's just like, they'd all just kind of went from one to the next to the next, not without really any foresight or planning, but mm-hmm. just like, Oh, this is the next cool thing for us to do. <laughs> um, and, and then you're, you know, I worked as a product manager at Facebook, which was, um, you know, completely different sort of experience and one where I learned a whole lot and, and generally enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it, it like it puts a lot, you know, a lot of mileage on the engine. Yeah, uh, we should come back and cover some of that earlier stuff because I think that's interesting. Um, I'm curious now, like that you you press the button and are maybe taking some time. First question is: Looking back in hindsight, do you wish you'd done that sooner, or was all that worth it? Um. Yes, in the sense that yes, you wish you'd. Done I w- it. yeah, and I, and I could tell you when. Um, I think leaving Facebook and jumping straight into another startup at that point. Um, it's easy for me to say now because my dad also got sick. And so there's other things that were like compounding that. But I definitely like in hindsight, I was like, um, that would have been a good time to have at least decompressed a little bit and taken a, a step back and kind of gotten uh, a little bit of a bearing on, you know, what either what I wanted to do. Or, I, I don't even know. I It, um, Again, it's hard to play, um, yeah. you know, in hindsight, yeah, 2020. Yeah. But, yeah, right. um, so there's – that said, though, like, 
I love the journey and I love like the things we got to do. And, yeah. and I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't look back and think, oh man, like that was a mistake. Um, everything, not everything didn't work out perfectly. Um, but like generally it was like, it was a really great path. Yeah. So. Okay. Now that you have pushed the button and you're trying to de-stress a little bit, is there anything that's still stressing you out or like what's been the hardest part of that to shake like going from a high intensity life to a not that you have a low intensity but maybe lower it's um actually i i I don't have a lot to complain about right now again i i decided hey i want to stretch those muscles again of actually doing design work and getting my hands dirty and i enjoy that and i love working man astro is stunning thanks man it's Um, so good so I, partly, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's like you want to s- prove yourself, I, I can still do this again mm. and not just like run a business or run a startup. Or it's I like getting s- into the craft, right? I like still it design. Gets your hands dirty. That's right. And I, and I really wanted to do that. And so after I kind of st- stepped back from Last Guide, I was doing that here in the city. And, and then, um, you know, it was mostly just word of mouth. Friends would tell me, hey, you should meet, you know, these folks are working on something interesting. Uh, maybe you can help them out. My journey as such is like having having gone through a couple of companies and having raised money a few times, I have enough knowledge of what's going on that I feel like I probably bring a unique perspective to anyone that's doing these things. We're like, I'm not blind. I know what's going on in, in all these circumstances. And I know that the type of work that's being done and, you know, the startups here and it's uh, and the stresses that are on the founders. So in some ways, like, I feel like I can come in and like, okay, I got, I got this part. And, you know, um, can take that, you know, off of somebody's um, plate a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not my thing. Yeah. And I don't have to go home with <laughs> it at night. Nice. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, yeah. I'm not the one having to raise funds for the next, you know, the next yeah. round or whatever. And I, I, I don't miss that one bit. Yeah. Uh, what, what have you noticed about, <laughs> like, now that you are back working with startups again here in SF versus perhaps your time back in Austin? differences or like, yeah has, it, has the landscape I, some of that i'm sure is is the bay area of course it's it's more intense out here just due to the influx of capital than it was back in austin but also the like the era that we're in right now is really interesting um it's it's different in so much as that when we were building Gowalla and those early days of Twitter and facebook and then like Gowalla and foursquare and some of the things that came right about that same band was it was iPhone was Greenfield and nobody yeah. nobody was doing anything on mobile. So everything felt new and fresh and interesting. And now it, it definitely feels like we're living, you know, we're in a stage of optimization and how do we just like uh, you know squeeze blood from the rock. Mm-hmm. And um and so that's different now. And I, I don't um again this is just my perspective, but it's not it's not what I w- would really want, not the environment that I want to start something in at this point. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. But. Yeah. What, what about like, uh, I don't know. I, can, I don't know if I can have an intelligent discussion because I don't know that much about it, but like AI or machine learning or virtual reality, are those not the next greenfield kind of areas that startups are working in now are really having the biggest leaps in discovery and 
Cer- certainly, I, th- I think people want to say that. Like, yeah, I think that. Like, I, but, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I, it was bots, you know, a year ago, and, and, and we now see how yeah, that now turned out. Yeah. AI and machine learning, and uh, some VR sprinkled in there, and some voice AR assistants, there, and, and voice assistants. And I think it's, I think it's all interesting, and it's like some some stuff will come out of that, but but it's hard to argue that any of this is like as immediately obviously amazing is like ios was when it dropped Mm -hmm. and it was just such a oh wow here's a platform to build something new and for designers it it was a canvas to design something new and nothing has had that same sort of like you get any designer designers getting really worked up about designing a bot like you you, you know (laughs) i I think it's gonna have the sweetest avatar that's right i think iOS was coming in where it wasn't like a completely new platform. It was just like a version of something that had already existed and had already proved a business model. So we knew how to make money from it. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you had good tools to do that with. Yeah. Whereas like VR, we don't know what to make money. <laughs> like it sounds like video games aren't making a ton of money on it. It sounds like hardware isn't making a ton of money with it. It sounds like uh, like AI and machine learning like are are getting a better foothold with things like Google I.O.'s presentation today and whatnot, but we don't know how to make money off of it yet, which well, makes it harder to build a business on. That's right. And there's also the case with with the iPhone and then quickly Android after that. It was obvious, like instantly obvious that everybody is going to have one of these. There's mm-hmm. no – the utility was so high that there is no denying that everyone is going to have this thing in their pocket within, you know, two years. Mm-hmm. And – I don't think that obviousness exists with any of these other things yet. There's Well, know, I mean we're we're in like the palm pilot phase or something like that, right? That, like that's right. That's where what the it feels like. pretty good, but it's not <laughs> yeah, anywhere near good enough. Like, uh, you know, wake me up again in in 5 or 7 years yeah. and we'll see what happens. But you know, and that for me it's interesting because I think that's one of the reasons why I feel okay going back and just kind of to my roots in so many ways because it feels like a good time to do that. Um, I can participate lightly and kind of keep tabs on it all, but also not not feel like, oh, I've got to find the next big thing um, because that pressure is just not there. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, it's kind of nice. It's been nice not to feel like my identity's um, tied up in that for a while. So let's talk uh, about that. You felt okay. like your before. You felt like your identity was tied up in that. I think when you're um in design? I no, I think it's just in the like the startup the, the, start, the startup the startup industry. Um and again, I think for me, um I never woke up one day like, oh yeah, I wanna I wanna be in Silicon Valley. That's what uh-huh. I, that's what I wanted. I know that feeling. <laughs> um it, it was like we kind of literally we just accidentally ended up there. It was just a design studio. Now we're building stuff, and some of the stuff turned out to be cool. And then there's a lot of attention, a lot of hype. And next thing you know, like you're you're the cool kid at the party, uh-huh. and you're throwing parties at South by Southwest. And like Diplo showed up, like Diplo <laughs> fucking played at my party, and that's like cool. in 2010, like that's not that's not normal. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> So, so you have like stuff like that happen and yeah, it, it, there's a little bit of, oh, you know, are you going to keep that up? Um, are you going to keep building something awesome? And, you know, at some point there's that realization of like, well, you know, I have to decide what's, what's important with, you know, with my time or my health or, or whatever. And, and then you, 
you once you do take a little bit of a step back, there is this realization like, oh, like the world does go on hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. And it's actually great. Like it's it's kind of nice. Like nothing broke. I realize <laughs> that anytime I like go home or step outside of this 10 mile radius is that's like- right. Most people don't really give a shit about what we're doing. That's absolutely, that's <laughs> absolutely right. And I think that's the one thing that this place does have a way of just kind of that's crazy um, getting you onto that treadmill and making you feel like, oh, if, if, I, if I stop, then I'll never be able to recover. But and have you ever people felt that aren't, way? People aren't supposed to until you hit enough scale. Like the goal is to make them care eventually, right? Yeah. Like Facebook yeah, yeah. exists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, edge case, right? <laughs> yes that's how that works <laughs> but like uh, we want to get to that point yeah, yeah. It, just because they don't care about all the tiny little companies doesn't mean it's like no totally bad. Yeah, yeah no it's definitely not bad um, i think that's why it works is like we're surrounded by people that are like so insanely optimistic about mm-hmm. the prospects of each of our own little things mm-hmm. I, I think it just um I think this is probably true with like any industry, whether it's, you know, tech here or like the film industry in LA or the music industry in Nashville. Like you, you do get to this place of like, oh, this is, this is the most important thing happening in the world ever. Like there must be, there must be like indie musician Twitter drama happening in Nashville where it's like (laughs) 200 people that have like one person made one tweet and then everyone subtweeted and it became like a big deal about like musicians code musicians, should musicians handwrite music like. I, I, w- I want to believe that because it made <laughs> me feel better about our own right? industry. Like at least, like at least tells that we're not the only ones that are like making funny arguments. Crazy. <laughs> um, no, that, that that's right, and it's um, you know, I, I think that it's Silicon Valley's put designers in an interesting place over the past couple of years because um, you had companies like Facebook that all of a sudden said, Hey, like we're going to prioritize design and we're going to, you know, hire the best ones and we're going to drink everybody's milkshake and, and bring, you know, bring all these great hire strategically so no one else can hire them. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and then Dropbox kind of upped the ante on, on them a little bit. And, and you, there was this run on, on designer, you know, talent, um, somewhat like not even really knowing like what, you know what we're going to do with mm-hmm. all these amazing people but just like let's let's gobble them up so the next company doesn't have them and and it was good for how did <laughs> airbnb is doing the same thing right no, now no yeah and, and yeah. it kind of goes from one to the next to the next and 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 one sense like it was good in that it raised you know awareness of what designers are doing or like what their function is or or the type of services that they're providing but on, on the other hand when people care enough to make that defensive play in a given like field yeah, th- yeah that's super valuable to that field that's right that's absolutely right and um on the flip side i think it it happened so quickly you know to design that at least for my part it feels like um there are a lot of people who got into it because it was an industry and not because they loved it. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what's been interesting to watch as like an observer is like, I never became a designer because I thought of it as a job. Like mm-hmm. I, it purely was a hobby and I did it because it was fun. And then it just turned out that like it worked out that there was a job there. And I, yeah. and I, you find that from other people too, that, they backed into design because they were a musician and they needed to build a website for themselves. Or like in Keegan's case, it was like, oh, I, I skateboard and I want to upload my skateboard videos to the internet, but I, you know, how do I do that? 
And in the process, like answering those questions, you find this love for this other thing. And, and, and then it turns out, oh, there's a, there's a job there. And now I feel like um, because of the attention, it's just on the outside. It's like, oh, it is a job. You, you can go to, you know, a number of great schools and, and learn to do these things and go um, get a paycheck from one of these great companies that's more than, frankly, like any graphic designer 20 years ago would have ever dreamed of mm -hmm. making. And so I think that has definitely like has stressed like the industry. And I think that's even probably some of the um, the tension that exists between like designers that are outside the valley and designers who are in the valleys. There's a lot of people that are like, I'm just doing this because this is my job. And I, and I look at like this one city that's turned it into, you know, kind of a, like a cog industry and they, t they feel like two very different sides of the same coin. And oftentimes it's like difficult to understand the other side. Hmm. Where would you fall? Uh, I've done both. Yeah. Um, so, you know, honestly, like right now I feel like, um, I started as an outsider and I spent some time on the inside and. I'd probably happily flip back to the outside and 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 be content, you know. Um, it's an interesting place to be, though. I, I, I that said, um, I, I spent time at Facebook and and um, I learned a lot while I was there. I have a ton of respect for the people that I worked with while I was there and I, and I don't share the same, but mind. not as much as a second grade teacher. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, um, Next I, level. I, I respect the second grade teachers very, very highly. Um, but I don't have a lot of, I don't share a lot of the same like angst over the, Oh, designers at Facebook have sold their soul. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have that perspective. I mean, where does that come from? Is that like the copying Snapchat stuff? I think that's, I mean, that's part of it is certainly the, um, uh, oh yeah, Instagram, like these designers are, aren't thinking for themselves. They just went and took this thing, you know, that somebody else had done and, and how can they sleep at night because they've lifted this, you know, product. And there's a, there's, I mean, honestly, there's a million different ways to look at this issue and you can make arguments from both sides. And like, there's, there's actually, there's validity on all the sides. And at the end, you know, for me, when I, when I look at it, um, you know, there's, it's, it's business. And I think that's one thing you kind of have to come, to, you know, either come to terms with or comes to come to peace with or come to Jesus with whatever you got to do is, is that there is a, there is a business out here and, um, people are getting paid and, and Snapchat's not a, um, uh, it's not some, it's not two guys in a closet doing this like as a passion project. It was like a, funded with billions of dollars of, of venture capital and uh, by a guy who was already driving a Ferrari before he started <laughs> the company. Um, yeah. And, and for all the great that they did, like it was set up as a business and they were, you know, Facebook came along years ago and said, Hey, we'd like to buy you for billions of dollars. And they said, no. And at that point I think it's like, okay, game on. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and you know, I think that's where it's like, well, um, everyone's made their intentions clear. And, and, the, and that, and that particular scenario, um, one company said, we think what you have is interesting. We'd like to pay you an ungodly amount of money for it. And the other company has said, no, thanks. We're going to go it on our own, um, presumably because we're going to topple you someday. At that point, it's like it's game on. It's it's business. And people on both sides are making decisions to 
you know, try to win. Um, you can you can sit back and say I don't want to be a designer in that environment, and I think that's an entirely valid. I think that's an entirely valid decision to make. But I think it's I do not stand in judgment of somebody who said I want to go play that game and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do it. Um, so I think that that's you know that's an interesting one. Um, I think for me it's been interesting to watch. Uh, I mean, a lot of it's like under tones but uh all the tech news these days is like instagram completes the clone of snapchat or instagram mm-hmm. finishes a copy of snapchat's feature x like that's right today with the face or yesterday with the yeah face, with the filters but it's always yeah. framed as like copying snapchat mm-hmm. like so explicit in that way and well, I, how do you use it like snapchat yeah i don't know what it would feel like to have worked on that to be like yeah we well, I know Co- what it, I know what it feels like. I traced it. Well, tell me, like, I mean, like, we copied it. Like, we literally just opened their app and like mapped visual style. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, I mean, again, I can I can speak to that a little bit because there is a day when you know Gowala and Foursquare were kind of duking it out in this world of hey, let's let's build these location based services, and and money was flowing into these companies, you know, under the assumption that you know one of them might become big someday. And and then next thing you know, Facebook comes along and says, hey, we're going to release a check-in feature. And it's going to have a button that says check-in. And it looks uncannily like, you know, the same feature that exists, you know, in Gowalla and the same feature that exists in Foursquare. And in fact, we're going to, you know, include you on the launch and invite you to come to the launch meeting because we're going to have a platform and you can like API into it. And it'll all be cool. And, and you know, um, so yeah, I've seen that episode before, and it's it's um, again it's an it's an interesting one um, because you, it does give you a, a a sense of just like how um, regardless of your perspective, like how big and and ruthless Facebook is, and I don't say ruthless in a negative sense. I mean it's just in like in a very black and white sense. They you know set their mind to doing something, and they they do it. And it's not always eloquently done. It's not always elegantly done, um, but they 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 do it. Yeah. And um, you know, there's varying to, to varying degrees of success. Uh, so I, so I was on the other side of that, and it is um, uh, you know, it's rough. It's rough to like have. I would love for Gowala to like still exist in the world. And there are things that we were doing that I felt like, well, this was better designed or mm-hmm. more interesting or more beautiful than what um what Facebook ultimately did or you know uh it was different in a way that made ours feel special that that when Foursquare was doing or whatever. And so like I wish that that still existed. There are themes about that that I would like I'd love to re-explore. Um but the market dynamics are such that it like makes that very difficult. And you know this goes back into, you know, I think all these um, social applications and communities that don't inherently have like a business model off the front and they're, they're based on um, their success is kind of tied to getting to a certain scale. Um, I mean, it's VC to, money. It right? is, it is. Yeah. So the VC money is funding the growth and you have to realize like, okay, that is now the game you've chosen to play. And so um, you're trying to get as much as you can and then put ads on it. Yeah. Or again, sell, sell the data off the back or, you know, yeah. whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. And um, that's a tough one. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, now um, 
I'm fine stepping back because I I just don't want to play that game. I don't want to play the game right now. I may never want to play it again. Um, I don't. It would be hypocritical of me to stand in judgment of it, though, because I, I very much did, and I and frankly, I enjoyed parts of it. I learned a lot, and and I got to do things that. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten to do. Throw a party with Diplo. Throw a party with Diplo. <laughs> worked with um, some pretty cool people. Worked with some really amazing people. Um, and, and frankly, built some stuff that we were really proud of. Mm-hmm. And and so that I, w- that I wouldn't trade. Um, but it was, it, w- it was a lot of work. And uh, I think that, you know, you have to decide how many times do I want to, you know, do I want to go back to that well? Um, or is that what I want to do again? And um, I, I look at my own family. My my grandfather was um, uh, he was in the army. Of course, came back from the war, had a GI Bill, uh, went to went to college on that, and then went to dental school and became a dentist. And like was a, by all means like a successful dentist in the middle of nowhere in Texas. And then eventually got to the point where he said, "You know what? I'm I'm done, done being a dentist." And he sold his his practice and went and bought like a bunch of land out in kind of the middle of nowhere in New Mexico and became a developer and then like bought a small ski area and that's like still there. Um, Wait, I think what ski area? A uh, little little scary called Red River. It's like okay. north of Taos. Um, You're like, oh yeah, like Angel. No, yeah, well, it's, it's like it's a couple miles from Angel. Yeah, Fire, yeah, so, yeah, it has to be in here. So yeah, and I always admired that of just being willing to be like, oh, like I'm, I'm fine with not being a dentist anymore, and I'm going to go learn something new. That's um, what I was trying to poke at earlier with like having your identity tied up in this is like it can be a dangerous thing to have your identity so tied up that you're never able to take that leap of like, oh yeah, I don't want to do this. I want to go open a ski resort. That's right. right. That's absolutely right. And for me now, like one of the ones that I I keep in, you know the back of my mind is, is, um, you know, my wife's in culinary school now and I like, I learn all this amazing stuff from her about food and, you know, she, she's the foodie, but I get to like kind of observe all these interesting things. Huh. And, it's almost um, like me getting to spend time with Bryn. <laughs> Except for that she went to CIA and I bailed out. Uh-huh. <sighs> I still get to eat the food though. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, um, uh, so there's, there's part of that where like she, um, I know she has things that she wants to do and like coming out of that experience. And there's part of me that I'm, I'm actually excited to like see what that is. And, and, you know, maybe I get to be a part of that ride and I'd be happy to do that if that day comes. Um, And until then I'm, you know, I get to be dad and, and, and design on the side. So sure. How much do you wrap your identity around design? Um, Probably still a lot. That's just, something I think about a lot is like, mm-hmm. what, like I'm kind of doing business stuff now, but I think about myself as a designer, not as anything else. Like, how do I handle this? And at, at Figma, I was basically doing marketing. Like, mm-hmm. how, how do I separate myself from this in a way that I can like do my job? Like, That's right. I still very much think of myself, you know, as a designer in the sense that, um, you, know, you wear cool it, clothes and look stylish. Right. And, I mean, you're wearing a gradient right now. <laughs> I'm wearing. It's like an ocean. You are gradient. literally wearing right. a gradient. People, people listening cannot see that I'm wearing a gradient. Yes. Um, We're very good at visual jokes. Right. So, um, 
Yeah, but I I I think the I, that part of the identity is still there, and there's part of that you do just you. Damn, like I'm 37 years old now, and you look at what like what people are designing, what people are doing, and there's just su- like such amazing work that's being created by so many people, and you do have that like, can I again? Can I still do this? Can I hang with the kids? Can I hang the cool with the kids? kids? <laughs> um, well, your gradient game's on point, so so far so good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's, there's that and you, you try to step back in and, and, um, you know, I, I still identify that way. Yeah. One thing you said earlier was, uh, like you feel like we're entering maybe this period of optimization and we're talking a little bit about Facebook and Instagram and like copying wholesale, a company, a business, um, what are you seeing right now that's happening that is actually inspiring to you or great design work? Who's doing the best design work that that we should be looking at or following? Oh, man, that's a good question. Who should we copy wholesale? Yeah, who should we, copy <laughs> who wholesale? Should we steal from? I can't, I can't tell you um, because then I'd be giving away my, my own sources. Uh-oh. Uh, no, I, <laughs> the I, people I, you're already stealing from. So, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh-huh. Um, and it, no, it is. It's true. The I find so much – I try to pull a lot of in, inspiration out of – uh, industries that are like adjacent to ours, like not directly ours. And I do love like fashion design and, and mm-hmm. I'm not like, Oh gosh, I'm going to go to New York fashion week. I'm not like that into it, but I do find, you know, the stuff that people are doing kind of in, uh, textiles or, um, there's a designer, um, named Mara Hoffman. Who's this lady who does these like really crazy bold, um, it's mostly like dresses and swimwear and the like, but like the the patterns are just almost you'd say like um, uh, some of it's like Native American like Navajo type you know rug patterns, but in these bright crazy colors. And I, mm-hmm. I, I love that sort of stuff. I love seeing you know things that people are and, and you see that it's like oh man that pattern's amazing. I'm totally gonna you know bite uh, it. <laughs> yeah, you, use it. You know, I'll figure out some way. How do I remix that into? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. You know, something that I do next. Um, then you watch Westworld, and then your next logo was a maze. And so, so the truth about <laughs> the maze on the logo for the company that I can't say that it, who it belongs for yet, and I was, I say that this was not intentional. I said um, that very trolly, but I no, do like it. <laughs> no, but the uh, so it's funny. I was working um, on it, and it's you know it's a letter D, and it does kind of look like a maze. Um, I was listening to Shit Town when I was designing that, uh, and yeah. of course, Shit Town has like a labyrinth being like one of the central. Um, I'm unfamiliar. Like, oh, so I, I know what it is, yeah. but I haven't listened to it. So the, there's a labyrinth, and the labyrinth is like a key part of like the story's device, hmm. and so like. I, I swear I was not consciously thinking about it while I was doing it, but definitely like two days later, I was like, oh, oh shit. my God, I just, <laughs> town. you know, I designed a maze while listening to <laughs> shit down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I do kind of wonder like what, you know, um, what subconscious things what, are happening. Yeah. Right? And, and, um, I was real happy with how, how that turned out. So I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it roll. Okay. But, uh, other industries is what you're saying. Nothing, yeah. Nothing right now in. No, there, there are there's definitely or... like other. I'm trying to think like what, um, who else that I, their game is 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 really inspiring me right now. Um, I I love um, I like watch a lot of illustrators. Like that's you know I'm gonna pull out my phone here and, and peek at my Instagram because I'll I'll you know there was a uh, what I, is it the digital modeling one? 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. We <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that called? The 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 um. 3d animation yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> the photos are so funny <laughs> there there's a there's a for those who aren't familiar if you go to explore occasionally on instagram occasionally you get a a 3d um a 3d animation subcategory and everything in there is absolutely like horrifying um so every time i see that i just laugh way, so hard that, no no, no not, it's not, unpleasant not in a good way oh no no like i'm gonna you know 3d render things thing that should not be three. <laughs> oh, it should not be. Gotcha. Yeah, um, it's worse than imagine. Actually, <laughs> so yeah, there's there's just so many amazing illustrators right now. Um, Mr. Pinfold. I'm I'm trying to like look through some of my faves right here. Um, I, I'll get back to you now. <laughs> I like uh, right now. I'm on. I'm on the part of Instagram's algorithms where they're actually like feeding me all my family members. Uh, right get out of like, here! Like, I, I <laughs> stupid <love>, family. <laughs> my nephews and nieces. And I love you all, but really, I'm trying to get wrong to, time, wrong place. <laughs> yeah, Instagram. So I I worked with Raji not that long ago, mm-hmm. and he oh gosh, has a amazing. second. Oh my gosh, he has a second Instagram that is just illustrators. Oh yeah, see, I have a second one that's just food. Ah, yeah. yeah. So I should totally like. I should totally do one for. Mine's mostly illustrators, but I have just enough like high coefficient family members. Like I've got a, a brother-in-law who like photographs everything, um, and like they're good photographs. But like for a while, he was on this this um, kick of I'm actually going to post the same photo three times but with three different filters, which was like super bad form. Hard like, unfollow. Yeah. <laughs> Hard unfollow. <laughs> uh, but it was like my brother-in-law, man. And it was like, it was going to show up. And hey, I, man. Yeah. Come on. I, I don't follow Instagram family anything. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's actually where I am now with Instagram is I need to go ahead and just do like the JW family account and uh-huh. go ahead and spin, uh-huh. you know, spin them off into their own, um, their own place. So I don't know. <laughs> we live in silos, Pharrell, Pharrell is like actually of, you know, all the Williams people like Pharrell's my favorite family member. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think he's like one of the most inspiring. I love his, you know, <laughs> uh, his fashion sense. His hat, his, his, his yeah. Um, big fan of Pharrell. Lots of. Lots I wish of I could age there. like Pharrell. My oh my gosh! God. Can you can you imagine? Like, dude. Uh, yeah, you look so like jelly. ass, and you're only like 24. <laughs> I know I look like shit. So um, let's see. I, I'm I'm gonna come up with more. Yeah, yeah. seriously though, like working yeah. with Raji was like one of the highlights of my career so far. It's, yeah. he's so much fun to work with. I like, and he's so um, goddamn talented. Uh, it's sort of like an offshoot of all this, but I like Dustin's process gifts thing this week. Do you see? Oh that? yeah, is that what that is? Dustin did that. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who that was from. Yeah, it's Dustin's. It's yeah, like so, it's Dustin Cino. It's like a, a time lapse of yep. illustrations doing yeah. usually like very small he, things. You he did your you one in there. He did your dog and stuff. I think too. Like you made a dog right out of primitives. Oh yeah, yeah. I think they put that on there. Oh, interesting. I have to go look. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we'll have a link yeah. to that in the show notes. All yeah. those little time lapse things because mm-hmm. I'm awful yeah. with any like pen tool esque tool. Mm. Um, I leave that kind of stuff up to Bryn because he's very good at it. So I'm inspired to see like yeah how people make shapes on computers because 
I can do boxes. I can do a pretty hey, I, solid box. Yeah, all the good stuff starts uh-huh. with the box. Yeah. I love like uh, Ben Berry stuff, like kind of back to the uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah. Holy uh, shit. Super jelly of, of Ben. I always have Ben. I'm wearing his Figma logo right now. Okay, see. The one yeah. that he did. Yeah. It's my favorite one. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, his his like, I look at Ben's work and I see, he's one of those people that I'm just like, ah, I'm, I'm out, I'm done. You know? I'm <laughs> what just, am I even doing? Hey, what am I even doing here? Yeah. I'm gonna go the game's some, been I'm going to go pull some carrots for my wife. Yeah. <laughs> hey. So, but yeah, no, I love Ben. It's good, good stuff. How about design Twitter? Design Twitter. You tweet a lot. I do. What's I, up with that, man? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> you got a logo for a face? I do have a logo for a yeah, face right now. What's up with well, that? Your so, logo so, is so, a like, face now. Okay, which I'm is not going to lie. Pretty cool. I didn't know what to expect you to look like. Oh, because of that? Because yeah. then like your website's just like a... It's very it's hard not, when like you're like... It's like a word and then your signature. Yeah. Like, it's very hard to like meet someone and be like, I don't... Like, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm getting coffee with Phil Yami Salman in on Friday and I, all I've seen is VS. Like, I, I don't know yeah, what he is. Yeah, I had this like weird image in my head of what i should expect when i see you uh but then i met you in like I, an hour ago and i'm pretty normal now i yeah, used to, I used to have like i used guy. to have like long hair and but I that looked wear... exactly like your avatar for the longest time yeah hmm. I when i met I, you i knew exactly what to expect hmm. maybe maybe that's where i got the image from maybe i've avatar seen that change. now i just know the the one you have now the the, the smiley face yeah, smiley, smiley face, face. Yeah. um yeah the, the funny thing i will say like living in in napa now where there really aren't. There's not a design community in St. Helena. Um, it's not what? There. We don't have design. <laughs> Based meetups. on all the labels I saw last weekend, yeah. that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so like I will say that is like Twitter is my my one like connection back in when I'm not here every day. In a good so, way or a bad way? N- yeah, it depends. Uh-huh. You know, ask it, the wind blows different directions every day. On that every one. day is like you wake up and it's like, am I going to get good design Twitter or bad design Twitter today? Um, what do you think? It's trending towards. It's trending towards political Twitter. <laughs> yeah, everything everything is bad on that front right now. But um, which is a shame because I do feel like that's like overshadowing NBA Twitter, and um, which is my favorite tw- of <laughs> the, all the, the Twitters. best of all the Twitter. Yeah, I would yeah. leave design Twitter in a heartbeat for NBA Twitter. Um, but but you know, I think that um, the the one unfortunate thing about you know, 140 characters is that it does remove like nuance from everything. And I think yeah. a lot of the better discussions that we could be having now do require a lot of nuance. And it's really easy to just kind of take offense and be like, oh, I can't believe, you know, they said that, or I can't believe they posted that. And I'm going to, you know, smack back. And- Especially when it's like as angsty as it is. <laughs> Like, yeah, there's no context setting that there is is zero context setting. And I think that's that's the part that's really sad to watch. It's like even for me personally, um, you know, there's if only if you knew me only from um, my Twitter, which some people do. Um, hi. hi, good to meet yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you probably get a very you know, it's just a very, very different side of me than what, what reality is. And it's, that is like a facet of me, but it's not like the, you know, the totality. And, um, I, I, that's the case for everybody. And so I think it's real easy to look and see, oh, that's, you know, how this person presents themselves and, um, for better, for worse. And, and not realize like there's a bunch of other stuff going on too. And as designers, I think, you know, I've hinted at it, as, you know, a little bit already. Is like it's really easy to look at what other people are going, doing and just be like, "Damn, that's incredible!" And is my work any good? Um, 
or is and the answer is probably not but hopefully it can get better <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh, but i i think even um it, you know this is i'll, I'll use a, a very recent example um but uh, some people may have seen like uh jeff at ugmock la- mm-hmm. launched his kickstarter jeff yeah, yeah and um and i think if you're the little bit that I like, I catch from, I don't know Jeff well, mm-hmm. but like we've, we've chatted a few times and my impression, you know, from him, like his perspective is one of these like, oh, I'm going to put this out there and I, and I hope it does okay. And then the reality, like from my side is like, well, of course it's going to do okay. Like that thing is going to land and Look like. how goddamn <laughs> like, polished this is. Yeah, no, it's like the most polished Kickstarter you've ever seen ever in the history of everything. And then like in the, like a well-designed product that he's obviously spent a ton of time on, this is going to be a success. And yet I get the impression from like watching Jeff, unless he's putting on a really great false modesty act and maybe he is, but no, but the perspective is, is still one of the, I'm going to put this out there and I don't actually know if. Like anybody's gonna like this or not? I think. I think the, all of us feel that the morning. So the new thing's called Gather, right? Yeah. And I think the morning he released that. Uh, I saw him tweet. He's like, "In one hour, I will be releasing it." Really excited. Hope you guys like what we're about to mm-hmm. show you. I checked again that afternoon, and they had like doubled the the yeah. goal for Kickstarter, which is like eighteen k, and they're at like one. Yeah, they're 20, like one forty something now. Yeah, like yeah. Just, so yeah, just but but for me, like looking at it, it's like, well, obviously this is going to do good. Yeah. But I think that you know, if on the inside, not everyone feels like you. Like all of us are like kind of hard on our own work, and, and yeah, that's normal. <laughs> well, I want to so, drill in like a it's little... so hard to like look at other people's stuff and be like, oh, I've done exactly that thing before, but here it looks polished because I didn't see the process behind it. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like there's more here because. Brendan and I, over the course of doing the show for a while, like Twitter's been kind of a constant recommendation of like, here's how you can get involved in the design community. Here's how you can follow what's happening in the world that's interesting, this kind of stuff. And lately I'm having a hard time like actually rallying behind those words anymore mm-hmm. because I find that every time I go on Twitter, not it's like throw the baby out with the bathwater, right. so to speak, right? Like there's some good stuff there, but more and more every day I just leave like mm-hmm. in a worse mood, disappointed, pissed off at someone. Like maybe that's me. I don't know. Have you guys had this experience lately? Is this like becoming a thing that it's just negative and like the no context setting is poisonous? Mm-hmm. As someone you sit next to and you watch me be on Twitter all day, <laughs> it doesn't bother me that much. Like I, I just, okay. I know that a lot of it is just not something that I can necessarily affect. So I mm-hmm. like let it go, but it's like, I enjoy being informed. Yeah. I, I, I probably in the middle in the sense that I, I enjoy being informed and like the value that I get out of it is enough that like I, I can filter that. And I feel like I, I am getting value out of it, but I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that there have, there are days and they're not infrequent where I just think. I, I'm gonna nuke. I'm gonna nuke it and like just turn this off for a month. And I'm gonna go ahead and do like social media, you know, lights out, um, and, and just see, you know, just see how I feel about that. And I haven't, and I probably won't. But I entertain it. I, I entertain because <laughs> the they got me hooked. Yeah, that's man. right. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm so fucking hooked. <laughs> um, but I, I definitely feel like um, the. It definitely is one of those places where everyone would probably benefit from taking a step back just a little bit. Um, or again, 
I, I, I feel too, I think one of the tough things is um, the community used to be a lot smaller, you know, and it was easy to, to know a lot of people, even when, um, you know, it wasn't so Silicon Valley centric. Um, like I remember you, you knew like almost like everybody, it was really easy to kind of, and you've like personally met so many people mm-hmm. because you'd bump into them at South by or this and that conference. And, and so you had, you had some, you know, reference point for, um, for so much of the community. And now there's so many amazing people that I don't know. I've never met. I will never meet. Um, but now it's just the communication is just kind of, we're going to lob stuff over, you know, over the fence at each other instead of, you know, meeting these people in person. And I, I feel like I do, I, um, I, 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 I'll see people that I know both, both parties and they'll be like ragging each other on Twitter. And it's just like, guys are, you know, uh, you're, you're both cool people. And I swear if y'all just met each other in person, you'd actually get along had a beer, like we, this wouldn't be happening. And, mm-hmm. and maybe we still disagree about some stuff at the end of the day, but like it wouldn't, that's be, how it works. It would it be a be different going, way of approaching that's the right, conversation. That's the right. And that everyone feels a little bit better about when it's all said and done. Yeah, the Our argu- internet. The arguing mm-hmm. in public thing is just weird to me. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, but also there's something like weird about taking it offline. Too. Yeah, too. Yeah, I don't know. Unless you like expose the resolution or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's so bizarre. It we is, live in strange times. Yeah, it, we do live in strange times. <laughs> you have to like be willing to hold these things loosely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on that note, though, like I think you know that advice has come up quite a bit we literally gave that to someone at lunch yeah yeah we just had lunch with someone's like a a good way to get involved is to at least go follow some people meet people in person this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff um do you have advice for like people that are just now trying to get into this incredibly fast growing field like where you started maybe was quite organic and as a hobby right i think it's probably still like good advice on um the network and the people that you choose to be around i think is really really, really important. And, um, I think it's healthy to have, I mean, I would say, uh, idols is maybe like the wrong word, but like I had idols, you know, even coming into like the web design industry and, mm-hmm. and the space. And I loved like, you know, we were all like Zeldman fanboys back in the day uh-huh. and, um, Todd Domini, you know, and, and pe- most people probably don't even know who Todd Domini I is don't. anymore. And like Todd, Todd, I think is like design director at MailChimp now, um, which was like, now that's kind of a thing, but um, Todd has just been this amazing, you know, web designer that I've followed for 15 plus years. And again, nobody knows who he is, but like his work is just like impeccable. And um, I, if it weren't for guys like that or, or, or Doug Bowman or whatever, that uh, they were people that I wanted to hang out with and I learned from, and then I met people through them. And those were like connections that you, you got to know other people in the space and it was. So uh, have idols. Yeah. I mean, not, not in a creepy sort of way, but in the, like, I want to get to know that person and understand their work and, and spend time with them and um, uh, be willing to share my own work, put your own stuff out there. But I think having, you know, I think it's healthy and um, not being on an island is is good. Um, being on an island is bad. I say that because now I live on an island. <laughs> and, and Napa. Being on an island um, is bad, and so I have chosen to stake my yeah um, my claim there. Yeah, 
uh, at least if you're, I mean, but if you're looking to get into it, I think that, um, you know, that's, it's certainly, <sighs> the other p- bit of advice too is like, I mentioned this earlier, it's like, do it because you really love it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that unfortunately I feel is the one thing that gets short circuited really quickly out here is. Don't the, do it as a pragmatic choice. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Don't do it as a pragmatic choice. And Although it, it is. It, 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 it in is, some cases. But, yeah, in some cases, but I think a lot of the people, again, who have, have chosen the design career path out here have done it, you know, as a pragmatic choice. And my guess is, is that in 10 years, they won't be doing it anymore um, because it will like the industry probably won't chew them up and spit them out. And they'll be like, oh, this, that was really bad. And, um, you know, going to go do something else now. Um, and so I feel like you you know, you want to find, find some way to love what you do. And, um, um, that's not always easy out here. Yeah. I feel like it's also easy to like rationalize or absolutely like, Oh, I for sure love it. But I also love the money that I make from doing it. And like really knowing which one of those is the truth. Yeah. Might not right. be so obvious, you know, like we can sit here and say, do it cause you love it. But yeah, Maybe you might also kind of love it because it makes you a lot of money. That's right. And, you know, I think it's okay to – if that's what it is, I think it's fine. I you mean, know, sure. If you just yeah. want to make money, like a mediocre developer makes more money. Uh, I don't know. It's getting close these days. This is, you know um, – yeah, that's a tough one. I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I feel for – I think young designers that are coming out of school and are being recruited by like the Facebooks and the Googles of the world. Cause I think you're going to get really like very quickly. Well, why. you know that there's like a high percentage of those that are strategic hires and they're not going to get placed on like great projects or anything like that. So they're just going to, they'll be happy with the money. Yeah. And, and I think you're <laughs> it's right. It's not the worst job to have. It, but. It's absolutely not the worst job to have. Um, but I think that from, a, you never get that chance to like, I again figure out whose work do I love? Who do I want to learn from? Mm-hmm. And maybe you got some of that in school, but a lot of it's like, okay, I got, you know, I got this offer, you know, to go to to Facebook and it was a really sweet deal and I couldn't turn it down. And why would you? Um, but then you're there and it's like your actual job is like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, nudge buttons around because I have to make the mobile web version of this interface that was originally designed for, you know, native iOS, but we got to have, you know, feature parity on all the platforms. And so I'm like relegated to, you know, replicating somebody else's work for the third time on a platform that actually I don't give a shit about. Yeah. Hey, 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 mobile web's great. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, like it's, it's, um, it's great. But then I think that that just becomes like your one, you know, um, your one perspective on it. And I think at some point you want to change that perspective a little bit. And that that's not a, uh, I have to be careful because that's not like a, a criticism sure. of yeah. Facebook per se, because uh, yeah, they're optimizing to a different set of outcomes. I think it's just one of those things that um, y- you kind of have to know, okay, I've gotten what I can get out of this and it's time for me to, to, to see something else. Uh. Cool. We got a few minutes. Um, we haven't covered any of your background. Like we, co- you talked about a little bit. We your mom was a graphic it. designer. That's 
Yeah. So, well, so like we could dig into that. Is there, or would you rather dig into something else? No, we can talk about that. Um, it might be helpful for somebody. I'm trying to think if we missed know. anything. We talked about Facebook, talked about well, we've, angst, we've talked kind about of, Twitter. We've kind of gone around how you end up at Facebook. And like we've talked a lot about like surrounding circumstances a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But I, Facebook got, bought Gowala, right? Well, it depends on your definition of bot. <laughs> what your definition of is is. Uh, <laughs> no, I think most people realize like these things get structured a lot of ways. Our, ours was structured by the definition of like it was an aqua hire. Okay. Um, and on a practical level, um, it is an acquisition in a sense where like the asset being acquired is a group of people. And for those who who don't know the, the ins and outs of this, actually, you know, one company is saying, hey, we're going to give a bunch of consideration to another company. And in exchange for that, you know, their employees are going to come over, but we're not going to inherit like the, the IP or the tech or any of the other liabilities or assets. And so it's just, it's a different way of, um, you know, structuring a deal. And from a, a Silicon Valley practicality, it's, um, it's a lot less legal overhead and paperwork just from a diligence standpoint um, to do it that way mm-hmm. than it is, you know, to do uh, an, actual, an acquisition. actual acquisition. The and Gavin so, Belson scenario. Yeah. So there's a, there's a practicality on yeah. that. And um, it was a, you know, it was a difficult time. Um, not everybody, I mean, I actually haven't talked a ton about this um, publicly, but it was, um, as a company, we were in a place where we were running out of money. We were going to have to raise, you know, raise more money. We were in a, in a tricky situation with our lead investor at the time um, due to a number of things. Uh, but, the board member that that had represented them um, had left the board um, due to a, uh, a conflict he didn't expect to happen. And so it kind of just put us in a weird place where now our main investor um, wasn't able to go to bat for us as, as much as you would have hoped. And so consequently, it was like, well, we're going to have to go and find a new lead investor or we're going to have to optimize to, you know, sell this because in eight months, six months, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be out of cash. And, you know, we had raised enough at that point, a little over $10 million that, uh, and that was a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. Now that's like, that's a, you know, so that, was, that sounds a few, like a lot a few of money rounds? to me. Yeah, yeah, that was two rounds. So okay. it was like, we did, we did a $2 million round and $8 million round. And um, so it was enough that, you know, to go raise more money, like we were just going to cram ourselves down and we're going to have to recap the company. And, and um we were effectively the number two player in the space. So, you know, Foursquare had gotten out in front. And so we were going to have to raise it at discount. Um, or we could take, you know, we could entertain uh, acquisition offers. And we had a couple of them. Um, uh, and I'm glad that we went to Facebook. And uh, of, of the things that were on the table, the places that we could have ended up, it was by far like the best one. And was it still a pretty small team? Was it like. So the the team, you know, I know of like five or six people. Yeah. So it, the team was um, all in. If you counted, you know, operations, and uh, it was twenty five, close to twenty five oh, wow. people. So it was a chunk of people, and not huge, but like mm-hmm. enough that it, it, it was substantial. And um, fewer than half of us went over to Facebook, and that was like super painful because a lot of us were. Had been with, had worked to get, together for a long time, mm-hmm. um, 
And it was also a time that Facebook was, it was pre-IPO. They were still figuring out like how they were doing these acquisitions. Um, I mean, they've done more of those since, right? Like oh, yeah. They, they, it, it became like, like a, a yeah, it became yeah. like a rubber stamp. But like we were, um, the SOFA guys had come in right before us. And then we, you know, we came mm-hmm. in right after SOFA. But it it broke our team in a way that um, going through the interview with interview process and everything with Facebook and they're, they're basically saying, okay, we're going to acquire the team, but also we just, we're, we're going to, since we're relocating all these people, it only makes sense for us to relocate the people that are, you know, uh, that we have like positions for effectively. And that's the rationale. Um, so when it was all said and done, you go through like, you know, this loop process and a byproduct of that is like a bunch of people didn't, you know, um, didn't like make the cut, so mm-hmm. to say. Which is, you know, frankly, like in my, I thought it then, I think it now is bullshit. Um, and it's one of those things of like, how can Facebook not see that these people are like amazing talent? And it was both on the design and engineering side, super painful. Um, and for me, being like a founder and CEO in that situation is like super hard too, because I didn't see that coming down the pipe. And also, um, I don't nobody did, like our investors didn't, like it was just, and, you know, even if you're Facebook, I don't think, you know, consciously it's not a malicious thing. It's like for them, it's just a matter of practicality. It's just cold. Mm-hmm. And um, so ruthless. Next, yeah. Traditional yeah, Facebook. Ruthless. Yeah. And um, uh, again, that's no, that's not no, no, you know, malign cast at Facebook. It's just, it's a business. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and I'm in a situation where now it's like, I have investors and we need to pay these investors off. Um you know, somehow clear that cap table, if you will. And so you're in a situation like, well, like I'm, we're kind of at the 11th hour. So what do you do? Do you like hit the big red button and just say like, screw it, we're not going to do the deal and, you know, light $10 million on fire and, and flush it down the toilet. That would be a hell of a party. Uh, it would be a hell of a party, except Diplo had already come and gone. <laughs> <laughs> you so couldn't afford Diplo anymore. couldn't afford Diplo anymore. Uh, or like, do you at least you're left in this place of like, well, how do you, how do you land this in a way that as much as possible you can like, um, everyone has their shirt on, you know, so to say. And, uh, and so like, it, it was, it was a little bit of a bouncy landing. You know, there's a joke out here. It's like, Oh, it's a soft landing. I was just a little bit less than soft. <laughs> and, um, was well, there uh, anything that helped you make that decision? No. Like, frameworks advice people nothing there's not like it's just bouncy mean people left when they got there no so um no one left like of all of us that got there like we all we all worked out our terms that we needed Mm -hmm. to 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 do uh which is good and but i like also going through the process like guys that people that i thought like absolutely need to be at facebook um like facebook dropped the ball on so you know i i'm talking for tim now but like tim you know, they were like, oh, no, we're not going to take Tim, which is just one of those like. Didn't he end up at Instagram? Yes, he did. <laughs> and then so, somehow in the no, Facebook. Like, like, honestly, like that was one of those um, yeah. when, when it was obvious, when it was obvious that people weren't going to go over, like we were all like kind of scrambling to make sure like, okay, let's make sure Tim was here on a visa. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, crap, we got to like, like, we got to get Tim a place. And that was a call, Kevin, you totally need to pick this guy up. Um, because I mean, I think the world of Tim and I still do, Mm -hmm. 
Um, and fortunately, Tim and one of my other engineers, a guy named Phil McAllister, um, who like churned out of the Facebook acquisition process, landed at Instagram. Um, and and Phil like runs engineering, mobile engineering for Instagram. Um, <laughs> but like the irony is really like yeah. it just shows you how these things that's like can really get go sideways mm-hmm. in the process. And like people, you're in the trenches, and it's like, oh, this person like doesn't fit our profile or whatever. And, and you know, five years later, they're like running like they fit the profile yeah, because they, they've they, proven they're like, oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, it is. It, it's super messed up. And um, so that was a rule. It was a difficult, like super difficult time, uh, difficult like, time for me and difficult time for like a lot of us for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, and I, you look back on it, it's one of those things where it's like, um, I, w- I still wouldn't like. I'm glad that we built what we built and I got to do that with those people. It makes me sad some days that like, it's not, you know, it's not around, you know, in the way that, that we envisioned it or we wanted it to I be. I mean, people like I'll see screenshots pop up on Twitter all the time. Yeah. It's like, remember this? Like, yeah. It was like super badass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was not, I was in like rural Minnesota at the time. Check-ins were not something on my radar, well, but I on, knew Gowalla. Surely you had like some really great landmarks in rural Minnesota. In, in <laughs> Mankato, Minnesota. Uh-huh. It's really popping up there. I haven't been there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Probably won't. So, um, so yeah, that, that that was one thing I will say. Like after I um, after I arrived at Facebook, um, this was a subject that didn't get buried, and it was one that very much like I'd like to believe that I raised enough of a of a stink about it internally that of like, hey, this isn't a great way to do this this kind of a process. And as we acquire teams in the future, like we need to do it in a much more like uh, say like all or nothing, or at least great, like more transparent approach of like, Hey, we're going to take a whole team and we're going to trust the founders that like these people are like, Mm -hmm. we want to acquire this team. And like this founder obviously assembled a good team. So let's, let's, we're going to take everybody Um, or we're not going to do the deal, or at least we're going to be fully transparent about it. And um, I think it's got better. You know, I feel like, you know, after, uh, maybe we're the straw that broke the camel's back on that one in terms of like not uh, a little bit of a bumpy acquisition. But at the end of the day, like um, the people that I worked with, like generally like people have just gone on to do wonderful, wonderful things. Um, mm-hmm. It was a great team. Like, uh, I don't know. You know, I think I'll always look back on that period of time being like, oh man, yeah, those people, like I would love you know, almost, you know, I would love to do something with all of them again mm-hmm. in some capacity or another. Man, I'd love to do things with that team. That's <laughs> yeah, a very good team. So, um, mm-hmm. so like th- that makes me really happy. Nice. What was it like after you got in? I do you get to chill out a little bit, or is the is it ex- the roof scene from Silicon Valley? Is at, that what you Facebook or yeah? When you when oh you no, landed, shit was on fire when we got there. Maybe now it is. Like, like yeah, what do you? No, when we got there, what's it like to be acquired, and then you go to this huge corporation that like makes a ton of money to successful business, and you were the founder. So when we arrived, it was no, it wasn't like the. There's a giant question mark over Facebook when we landed there still mm. because um, oh, this was pre. It was pre. It was app, pre, yeah. pre. Pre IPO, pre pre native iPhone, and so there was a lot of discussion on like, can Facebook build a native native client uh can they make money the answer is overwhelmingly no yeah and i mean that was um (laughs) come on but that 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 house was on fire when we arrived and it was truly one of those like hey guys welcome also 
Um, I talk about, yeah, strap in. And Keegan spent his first six months. um, I I joked earlier about like making kind of a feature for feature, you know, replication of of a thing, but like Keegan designed um, the first native like client, iOS client for Facebook. And by designed, I don't necessarily mean like he designed it. I mean, like he literally made every last damn pixel. Yeah. Like it was a, oh, we, we need this button and this button and this button and this button. And it wasn't like there was a lot of creative work for it. It was a, this is a feature parody, you know, replication of what exists, you know, on the desktop, put into a mobile application and we needed it six months ago, run. And so it was a really like, um, I say like high velocity time uh, to arrive there. And I think for us, for like our team, um, I, I love the people there and I love um, I love who we got to work with. But I think it was also indicative of like why a handful of us didn't stay really long times because I think everyone's just tired, you know, after, mm-hmm. you, after you did, you know, startup world and then you landed – like when we arrived at Facebook, it was 3,000 people. And when I left, it was 6,000 like going on to seven and it was just – you know, it was, it was off to the races. And, um, uh, I think that there are some folks that were just like, okay, I've, uh, I'm a little, my, my tires are a little thin now and I need to, you know, refuel. So. Hmm. How long did you stay? Uh, a little over a year and a half. So, and there are definitely times that like, I think, um, I should have stayed there longer, like gone ahead and, and, um, Spend, like it's, hey, the benefits are great. Like I yeah. had a kid while I was there and Facebook has great benefits. And so there's like some of that, like I probably, it would have been healthy for me to like, I don't, I don't mean chill there and the like, I'm, you know, just like coasting, but like have gotten into more, like more of a groove and just done it for a little while. And I think I still had that, like, I'm a maker, I'm making stuff, you know, and I, I, I got to do something again. And so after now you're optimizing, you know, uh, you know, we have this check-in feature and we got to, you know, have more people check in. And then next thing you know, it's like, well, you know, half a billion people check in every cool. month. Like, <laughs> what do I do next? And mm. and there is that, like, I, I want to make something earthy again. You don't want to get to 600,000? 600 million. 600, 600 million. Come on, bring it. Come on, Brent. Whatever. So, um, so I think there was that, I, I had that itch of like, oh, I've got to, I'm a designer. I got to prove that I can design and I can still do this. And I'm not just, you know, um, massaging the numbers at, uh, at Facebook, but like probably reality is like, I probably needed to take a break. And at that point, like things were starting to get a little more stable in the sense that, Hey, we had shipped a product that, you know, uh, the mobile app worked and it did make money. And I probably could have found a different cadence there. And, um, but I stepped back out and, and, you know, you can't, Monday morning quarterback that. Um, and that's why I look back at my time there and I think, uh, um, it was good. Yeah. So I think the chilling out part is something that comes up a lot here. Uh, what do you mean? I think that people we interviewed generally have a hard time chilling out. I know I have a hard time chilling out. That's true. You do. Uh, and like in retrospect, it's like, yeah, I should probably have chilled out. Um, <laughs> I think I spent a lot of my time at companies just being like stressed about little this things. This is not like, a good city for that. I yeah. mean, it is. Like, th- this I'm place like, like really stressed about really output and stressed so about now like, when I feel the most pressure because I don't have a paycheck, 
I'm also the most comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm very happy doing what I'm doing. And that's like, I thought I was happy doing these other things, but apparently I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, even going back to going back to, you know, effectively being a freelancer again now, I, I have that same feeling of like, well, I don't like, I don't necessarily know who I'm going to be working with in a few months. Mm-hmm. I don't have like that guaranteed, like somebody's going to cut me a check and, you know, uh, in August, you know, situation. Uh, but I'm relaxed about it. And also, uh, at least at this stage, having run a studio before, um, a lot of that is demystified in terms of like, oh, writing proposals or sending out invoices. And it's like, that that doesn't stress me anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, the so, idea of that stresses me. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like that's where even yeah. that, like I, I'm, I feel better, you know, at this point, it's like, oh, I can go back and I can do that. And even though there's still question marks about being a freelancer, like the mechanics of it don't bother me anymore, mm-hmm. or at least don't have the same stress level that they did when I was 24 and getting started. So, you know, that, that mellowed out a little bit. And you, what was the, the first one? F- Firewheel? Firewheel. Firewheel? Yeah. And Firewheel still has a legacy to it, right? Like the the open source software that you guys released is still yeah it still it still hangs it's around still like, kicking it's still yeah At, when um, I first started digging into iOS development mm-hmm. I was like oh how do you do networking what's it called Fire uh, is it Alamo Fire yeah Alamo Fire is the AF like network is the one is the one um, and that that actually came out of um, that did come out of Gowalla from a very you know, I don't know a very technical level but yeah the roots were that's crazy you know, were out of Firewheel so um, so you still see all like these old things sticking yeah, up out of the ground still every stick now up out of the, out of the ground that's yeah. right. Hmm. That's awesome, man. I think we're yeah, I think just about we're, out of time. Yep. This has been good. We Thanks asked one me. question at the end of every oh, show. Oh, oh shit, dear. I almost forgot. What keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Well, And the, you can't use the literal answer, I say the which literal, is going to be kids. The little answer, literal answer is a four-year-old. Um, doing karate chops? Doing karate chops. Yeah. No, this <laughs> this is no, this is true. Um just this is a, a tweet reference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just in my head was started thinking about uh Machop. Honestly, like that I, was like one of my favorite tweets ever. Like that is just so <laughs> funny. It was. Like it, in the moment it was hilarious. For the you know, we were watching television last night. I'll, I'll just say like and, and there's a Matt Damon commercial um for Stella and and what does he say? He said like What do you want to be known for? Yeah, what Matt Damon, like in all seriousness, is like you have to ask yourself, what do you want to be known for? And my four-year-old, without skipping a beat, is like, karate chopping. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it with like a, a nod and a swagger, like, yeah. <laughs> I figured this out. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think what really keeps me up at night right now, and not to like, like put a, a cast a dark pall on, on, our, on our discussion, is, is just I, I do have an unease of like what, what our country and our work environment and everything is going to be in a few years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like part of that's, you know, the political environment that we're in right now. And then part of it's just, um, uh, it's the kind of the, the design angstiness that goes around. And I, and I do, I think that does, I do wonder like, oh, you're just too angsty to sleep. No, I, I actually, I sleep really well, but it is the things <laughs> that I, I think about like, yeah. what, what are we going, like, what, what are we as designers going to be doing in a few years? And does, does that matter? What it, what will I as a designer want to be doing in two years or in five years and ten years? And does does that matter? Will that matter? Um, should I be doing something else with my time? Is design the most effective thing I can be doing? I don't have, I don't have good answers for that yet, and um, I, I do think about that you know a little bit more 
you know, now partly it's again, stage our country's in part of it's being a parent. It's fun, fun political climate. Yeah. And so there is like, what's really important and, and what are we spending our time on? And I feel like there's something we need to, you know, dig into a little bit more on that one. Cool. So there we go. Downcast ending. No, but- <laughs> no, it's a good thought. Karate chop. Uh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Karate chop. Karate chop those feelings away. That's right. That's yeah. right. So thanks so much for coming to hang thanks out. Yeah, thanks, man. This has been great. It's good. All right. That was up to two hundred. Thank you so much, Josh, for coming all the way down here from Napa to hang out. Man, that was a good episode. Like, I love talking about happiness and what actually makes someone effective as a person Mm -hmm. that's not something we get to talk about much y'all for real if you've been listening to the show if you've gotten something out of this hit us up on twitter we're at design details fm if you want to do us a solid leave us a review on itunes all those ratings and reviews help us move up the charts and helps new people like you discover the show and of course before we go a huge thank you to our sponsors that made this episode possible first up fuse once again, they just launched this new pro plan and their studio tool, and they launched out of beta into their 1.0 version. It's it's huge to be building this kind of tool at this time. Like this is something that we needed was a place where designers and developers could live together in the same like workspace. So if you want to build real native apps collaboratively in real time, go to fusetools.com. If you go to the slash plans page and use the promo code design details, that'll get you 50% off a year subscription. Uh, That's valid until July 31st. So thank you once again to Fuse. Second sponsor, once again, Figma, trying to hire you to do my old job and you should do it because it's a really good job with really awesome people. Can't say enough great things about Figma, the tool, a design tool in the browser with real-time collaboration, as well as Figma, the team. Some of my favorite people in San Francisco who... I can and Brian wasn't even around them that much. Like, <laughs> holy shit, they're so good. They're hiring. They're looking for two designers. They're looking for a designer advocate, which is Bryn's old role, uh, as well as a content writer who's focused on design trends and writing tutorials to help people really understand the power and capabilities of Figma. They have one other writer. She was awesome to work with, and like those two roles will go hand in hand when they get to Figma. So. They're growing Dude. like crazy. Get on it. Go to figma.com slash careers. And if you haven't used Figma, just try it. Figma.com. Thanks once again to Figma. And finally, be sure to check out wearevectors.com. It's a conference coming up in San Francisco on June 15th. It's sold out, but if you want to get on the wait list, you can do it at wearevectors.com. If you aren't going to make it, or if you're not in San Francisco, there will be watch parties online. Uh, We'll share links out to those on Twitter, at designdetailsfm, uh, or you can just follow wearevectors. Thanks once again to all of our sponsors and the Vectors team. We'll see you next week.